All right, shout out to our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. Sunday, bloody Sunday. We pick up the pieces. Week 16 of the National Football League, and we've got craziness. It's going to take us a long time to break down uh, what's going on as far as the playoff picture is concerned, but we're going to do our best. All right, we'll do our best, uh, but it's complicated. Like, literally, figuratively, almost everybody in the damn league is alive right now uh, to make the playoffs. So, you know, it is what it is. The New York Giants lose today, but the New York Giants can still make the playoffs. Kansas City sucked today, but they wrap up the top seed. It's all done. It is what it is. They didn't cover the number. 17-14 win over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, The New York Jets beating Cleveland has caused a lot of chaos, man in the AFC, and suddenly right now, the Indianapolis Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, as good of a season as the Colts have had, and the season has been pretty damn good for the Colts. They're a pretty good football team. Suddenly, the Colts don't even control their own destiny right now. The Colts got a hope. uh, The Colts got a hope that one of these other teams loses um, in the AFC, and we'll clear through uh, this picture. We do have another game left. The Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots Monday night football, and in case you're wondering, yes, it does matter for the Buffalo Bills because suddenly the Pittsburgh Steelers have um, jumped uh, the Bills uh, right now, although the Bills own the tiebreaker, but the Steelers are suddenly the two seed. And if you're the two seed, you get a couple of more home games as opposed to potentially having to go on the road uh, right away. So if the playoffs started right now, the Cleveland Browns would play against uh, the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens would play the Buffalo Bills. As good as the season's been uh, for the Buffalo Bills, that's no reward to host the Baltimore Ravens. So if you don't think that it's a monster game against the New England Patriots on Monday night, you're not paying attention. Not to mention the Buffalo Bills hate the New England Patriots. The Patriots have terrorized the Bills for like the last 18 years, and it's payback. And quite frankly, the Bills didn't look very good when they beat the Patriots earlier this year, a 24-21 victory that they were lucky the Patriots fumbled the football uh, late. It's time to, like, slay the beast for once, finish them off. Buffalo in contention right now for a two-seed. And uh, the Miami Dolphins. uh, Dolphins and Bill action game as well. All right, we're breaking it down. Sport trade, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Thank you all bring it. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. 
All right, late night anger management class continues. I'm Renzi. We're throwing it down here. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Uh, we apologize for any echo or uh, audio uh, issues or video uh, for that matter. But I'm like Bruce Arians, all right? It's not my fault. <laughs> so we might be a team. And I get credit when things go well here. But when things go poorly, I'm like Coach Arians. I blame everybody else. Uh, but quite frankly, I think if I uh, fire off any emails or any like angry, um, any angry calls, put it this way, um, like anybody that's heard the Casey Kasem meltdown, when Casey Kasem absolutely loses it in a studio <laughs> and wants to start murdering people, and uh, he says, "Is Don on the phone?" Right? Uh, Is Don on the phone? Like, basically, he's saying, get Don on the phone because I've got a problem. That's what he was saying. Is Don on the phone? It's like, no, Don's not on the phone. But I, we get where you're going with this, Casey. You, you want to call Don to, like, complain right now. <laughs> so we, we, we get it. But basically, Don has told me, and our Don is Cardano. So, like, our, our Don has uh, basically, that they've turned their phone off, I think. Like, quite frankly... Whatever happens to tonight, technically, I've got a granted Barrett. We're operating with a new system. I appreciate the work that everybody put in to install it. But if I complain, I might get fired. All right. So like, like we're, we're to the point now where it's like, yeah, you know what? I think I better shut up. Like uh, whatever happens, like this is going to be my new year's resolution, but you know, I'm going to get tested along the way here. <laughs> you know, you know I'm going to get tested along the way. But uh, but ultimately, ultimately, we've got a show to do. We'll let everybody do their jobs. And as I stated, we're, um, you know, we've introduced some new uh, some new systems to, to our system and our tech guys. They're going to, everyone's working on it and everything's going to, you know, be better in the end. But, you know, sometimes you come out and uh, you get a little echo off the top of the show. But as, as I stated, I've got no complaints. I've got no complaints only because, as I stated, I think I might get fired if I complain. Um, you know, it's like you can complain a bit in this business, but once you really start bitching all the time, then they just, like, they tune you out. <laughs> right? I've been down this road. I've been down this road before. All right? And you know the saying? Like, you know, like when they say, listen, you got to fire the coach because we can't trade, like, 22 players. Like, you know what I mean? So you got to fire the coach. It's actually true. I've been in this position before where I, I, you know, I was complaining so much about everybody else. Like every time something went wrong, I was like, listen, you know, this guy, you know, we got a problem here. We got a problem there. This was years ago. And I was basically told, listen, you're a popular talk show host, but from what you're getting at, you basically want me to replace the entire master control room of people that have been here for years and you want to replace like 24 of them. <laughs> I got like that speech. You can't like, they said, you know, you can't like replace the entire team. Sometimes you might have to replace the coach. And that's when, you know, it's like, if you're the coach, that's when you walk out of the GM's office and you don't complain about your players anymore. I'd like to be in the room for some of that stuff <laughs> like with GMs and coaches, coaches just saying, you know, the crap that you gave me this year, and I'm the one that looks bad out there, and I got to find a new job now after because of your crap-ass draft uh, decisions. Um, all right, so a lot of craziness going on um, in the um, 
lot of craziness going on in the National Football League right now. We'll get into the playoff uh, picture here, or about as well. I'm not a very intelligent person here, all right? So I'm going to do my best. And there's a ton of stuff I want to get to. Besides, like, well, the NFL is going to take, you know, all night. But the NBA was a crazy-ass weekend as well. I can't get over, like, the the insanity early in the NBA. Don't forget what I told you guys, that it's coming to fruition. Bad teams in the NBA, like, that didn't make the bubble last year, that weren't in the playoffs and stuff, they're going to be fresher and hungrier than some of these other teams that are kind of worn out or are looking at the bigger picture, and these games don't quite mean as much. Uh, to them. Uh, but let's start off uh, right now with the National Football League. All right. Let's 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 start off with the NFC least uh, division because it's just such a beautiful train wreck, isn't it? It's just a beautiful train wreck. And somehow the Dallas Cowboys have won three games in a row right now. Andy Dalton is killing it. Uh, the Red Rifle is, is he's, he's on target, man. He's on target. The Dallas Cowboy defense is making plays. And suddenly the Dallas Cowboys um, are are in the mix of things uh, right now, all right? Uh, so the Dallas Cowboys can win a division, uh, but they, they need to beat the New York Giants next week, and they need the Philadelphia Eagles, who they just beat, to beat Washington, all right? Now, as crazy as this is, the New York Giants are still alive right now. The New York Giants are still alive. Like, in today's game absolutely, like, almost didn't mean anything, because they're actually still alive. So the New York Giants um, still have a chance. Washington and uh, Washington and Philadelphia both uh, lost. So leaving the Giants still in contention for first place. If the Giants beat the Cowboys in week 17 and the Eagles beat Washington, <laughs> the Giants win the division at 6-10. and 10. Because they would win the division based on having the best division record at four and two. Like, I'm already confused right now. Uh, like, I'm already confused. So let, let's try to simplify this. So Washington, Washington is in control of this thing. Washington just need to win next week. Like, Washington need to win the game uh, next week. But if they don't, then things get kind of weird. And, you know, if Dallas doesn't beat uh, Dallas doesn't beat New York, then Dallas can still win this thing. And I get the feeling that Dallas would beat New York. And I almost get the feeling that Washington will choke this thing away as they've got serious quarterback problems. They basically have a um, they've got a, uh, a Heineken. They've got a beer. They got a beer bottle, a green beer bottle as their quarterback now because Dwayne Haskins was that bad. and. I'm, listen, I don't know what it means, Haskins. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, I'd almost keep my eye on this kid right now. Like, if if you're Washington, it sounds crazy, but, you know, I always think it's like when you find out the teams hired a private investigator to follow their player and stuff, but I know this is kind of out there, yet I don't really think it is. <laughs> like, like, if I was Washington, I would have been fine. Like, I would have been following the kid. And even tonight, like, I'd be very concerned right now. I don't like, like, his com. I like his comments after the game, but I do and I don't in the sense that he kind of got a little dark and all over the place. He said that it was essentially the worst week of his life, and I want to get his exact word-for-word quotes uh, here, but he talked about it being the worst week of his life, and 
about how he's got to get his life together. He said, I got to get my life together, man. Like he said this in the room after the game. I got to get my life uh, together after, which, like I said, man, we've seen this before. All right. I mean, you know, Vince Young ended up in a parking lot with a gun. You know what I'm saying? Like players like can go down dark paths fast. Right. So, and another thing is like, I don't know, is he going to go, who knows what he's going to do. Right. And I don't know, like they're probably just, they're probably just going to let this guy go anyways, when it's all said and done. Right. So I don't know if they care enough to do something for him. Yet, as I'm stating, I would have been concerned like about this. I guess they go with Heineke here. I guess they go with Heineke. It is what it is. A nice ice cold Heineke. Definitely the hardest week of my life. I just want to bounce back and move forward and pray and get my life together. I can't really put into words how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, this is not a kid that I'm letting go home alone. Sports Rage continues. Remember that state championship game you played in high school? Yeah. We, we can't get over it either. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If sports talk stations were cars, we'd be the one that you drove the wheels off of in high school, cruising for chicks and going to the game on Friday nights, then forgetting where you parked it till Saturday morning and you had to get your buddy to drive you around looking for it. I think I see it, man. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners, and I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached... The coaches hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? Late night anger management class continues. I'm Renzi. Vent your rage. It's a Sunday, bloody Sunday is where we throw it down uh, here as uh, 2020 comes to an end. So you know how this is going to go. And we keep waiting for the grand finale uh, to come. And still a couple of more days, people. Still a couple of more days. Who knows uh, what this year is going to bring. Except, you know, 2021, it's not like it's just like, ooh, everything becomes like the Wizard of Oz uh, later in the week. (laughs) You know? Uh, but if the football world is any indication, 2021 is going to be whacked out. All right. So uh, let's pick up the pieces and unpack uh, what happened today. So I'm already confused. I'm sort of confused people right now. This is one of these things where we need uh, we need that guy, Kornacki, in the khakis. Uh, where was he? Was he around tonight? Yeah, he was actually, wasn't he? Kornacki with the uh, the khakis. Like, you know, we need like John King on CNN, like pointing at the screen and making this easier for us. Because, you know, as I stated, <laughs> like, let's the, the the NFC lease division right now. All right. It's pretty twisted. It's pretty twisted. So uh, basically, if the Giants uh, beat uh, Washington, if the Giants beat the Cowboys and the Eagles beat Washington, the Giants win the division. But if Washington uh, beats Philadelphia next week, they win the division. And don't worry, though, America, don't worry. 
I know you're going to be very pleased to know that that's the uh, Sunday nighter next week. <laughs> so, like, why wouldn't it be? Why, would, why wouldn't we wrap up the NFL season with the NFC East battle? And basically, whatever happens earlier in the day, whatever happens earlier in the day, the night game will still matter, right? It'll still matter either way. Like, the way it plays out, like, you, because you wonder, well, the NFL wouldn't make it, so it would be a meaningless game. No, because whatever the scenario, it's all whacked out of this division. Whatever happens... Like, basically, Washington can win a division or the Giants can win a division or the Cowboys can win a division, depending on what happens in a Washington game uh, next Sunday night. So, of course, we'll go through all the numbers. Uh, but it's it's very convoluted right now, especially in the AFC. And basically, almost everybody is a win-and-you're-in situation except for the Indianapolis Colts. So the Miami Dolphins, and what a crazy-ass game uh, against the Raiders, man. And listen... Say what you will about Ryan Fitzpatrick. God knows I've said a, a hell of a lot about the guy over the years, but I'll give him credit. That was one of the coolest and sickest plays in like NFL history. It was definitely by far the best play of his career. No look pass. His face mask was getting twisted. His head was like the exorcist, man. Uh, his head's getting twisted. He can't see, and he throws it up, and somehow it's right on the mark. <laughs> Right on the mark, like to the 40-yard line, and they get the 15-yard face mask. And Gruden said after the game, I don't regret the coaching decisions. Like, I've never seen, like, such wusses in my life, man. In what world is it like, oh, no, 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 we're scared the other team's going to score? No, you punch it in. You score as much as you can, and then you stop them, all right? You don't let them try to score, score a field goal after. Coaching decisions in the NFL are whack. Like, the Philadelphia Eagles today... They weren't going to win the game. Dallas were better. But Doug Peterson didn't, didn't do many favors. You know, there's like 14 minutes left in the game. They're down by 13 points. They they got a turnover. It was like a free three points. It was a 49-yard field goal. You make the game 30-20. And what happened? Later on, the Eagles were in the red zone again. They could have kicked another field goal instead of screwing it up. They could have kept chipping away at this thing. But Doug Peterson really is a moron, isn't he? Like, basically, everybody's alive in that piece of crap division except the Philadelphia Eagles. Yet, I think the Eagles will probably beat Washington next week. I think it'll be very chaotic. But let's just go through the AFC right now. The, uh, so the Miami Dolphins, what a win against the Raiders. The Dolphins have showed a ton of heart, yet they're not guaranteed a playoff spot still right now. The Miami Dolphins have to beat the Buffalo Bills to guarantee a playoff spot. And the Buffalo Bills aren't going to be letting up. The Bills are trying to lock down the two seed, so the Bills aren't going to be letting up anytime soon. So that's going to be a real game uh, next week. So that's not a guarantee for the Miami Dolphins. Having to go into Buffalo, a little bit of irony here. We'll see what happens because they started Tua, and then they put Fitzpatrick in late in the game, and Fitzpatrick did play great. All right, so I imagine they'll go with Fitzpatrick now from here on out, now that it's real. So Miami win in the end, but it's not going to be easy playing at the Buffalo Bills. The Baltimore Ravens win and they're in. It will be easy for them. The Baltimore Ravens, if they do one thing well, is they beat bad teams. And Lamar Jackson thrives against bad teams. The Ravens thrive against bad teams. And you look at the Ravens' schedule over the last month, and this is why they're, they're back in this thing right now, and they're racking up the wins. And they get the Cincinnati Bengals, all right, next week. Although they are at the Bengals. 
So the Ravens win at the Bengals, and they're in. Same with Miami, all right? Like, uh, they're all getting in here. There's a playoff spots for everybody except one, <laughs> essentially here. The Cleveland Browns, even though they lost today, and uh, the Cleveland Browns, you know, Baker Mayfield puts it on himself today that they didn't get it done. Listen, the New York Jets are a tough out right now, okay? The New York Jets, like, what are the Jets' ATS right now? Like, over their last seven games, I think it's five and two. I'm pretty sure it's five and two. It might even be six and two. I think it's five and two, though, to be more precise. Uh, last seven. Like, if you look like the Jets, look, they beat the Rams outright. They covered against the Raiders uh, today. Boom. They win the game outright. It's just off the top of my head. There were a couple of other covers mixed in there as well where, you know, you get these teams. They're playing with house money. They don't care. They don't care. You know, they know they're getting replaced. Some of the coaches, they know they're getting fired. Um, it's a unique situation. So the Jets have been a tough out. So I'm not as critical of the Browns today as even Baker Mayfield is on himself. I get it, and that's leadership and good for him for stepping up and doing this. But listen, Baker, um, you had no dough to work with, bro. You can't make bagels, you know what I mean, without any dough. You can't bake bread, Baker, without any uh, without any dough. And you didn't really have a lot of dough to work with. And the New York Jets stacked the box. He didn't have anyone to throw it to. Sam Darnold played well or good enough. The play calling was good. Uh, the Jets made plays on defense when they had to. And, you know, the Jets were competitive. And the Jets deserved the win. We were on the Jets uh, plus the points. We've been riding the Jets, actually. We were on the Jets plus the points. So if the Browns win, they are in, except this isn't easy. They host the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. And Pittsburgh, did Pittsburgh catch life today? Did Ben Roethlisberger find a fountain of youth in the second half? He kind of did. It was amazing. They scored three touchdowns in 10 minutes, and the Indianapolis Colts season just, like, fell apart, man. The Indianapolis Colts were winning this football game 24-7, man. They would have locked up a playoff spot. But now the Indianapolis Colts are the one poor bastards that don't control their own destiny. It's amazing. Even though Cleveland lost, they can still get in by beating Pittsburgh next week. Tennessee still get in as well. They just need to win next week, and, um, and, and, and they are in. So Tennessee control their own destiny. The Colts are the one team that does not control their own destiny in all this. They are 13.5-point favorites over the Jacksonville Jaguars, except they need one of these other teams to lose. So they need Baltimore to lose against Cincinnati. Not all of them, but just simply one of them. Indianapolis just needs one <laughs> of these four teams to lose. But is Baltimore going to lose against Cincinnati as 11.5-point favorites? Probably not. Even though Cincinnati got the win today, Baltimore are good at beating bad teams. Baltimore should be able to handle their business here and nail down the win. All right, so... The Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. That's a, that's a pretty big early number, man. That's a pretty big early number. You're talking about a franchise in the Cleveland Browns that don't have a lot of success. Like, basically... Like, the Browns, expecting the Browns to, like, you know, expecting the Browns 
like to pull something like this off and things not to end horrifically for them is is you know beyond wishful thinking <laughs> like they're cleveland and are pittsburgh really just going to roll over i you know i you can argue that pittsburgh's going to say oh i don't know we're not going to be the two seed buffalo's going to win but i guess it comes down to buffalo really you know buffalo wins but if buffalo lose next week and pittsburgh wins that Pittsburgh can get the two seed again. So it's going to kind of, it's a tricky number here. Cleveland are six and a half point favorites. I wouldn't fully trust them. I wouldn't fully trust them. So for the record right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are one and a half point favorites over the Washington football team. One and a half point favorites over the Washington football team. And the Dallas Cowboys are two and a half point favorites over the New York Giants. So in other words, in other words, the book is telling us that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win a division. And there's interesting numbers here right now. Washington is plus 100. The Cowboys are plus 210. And the New York Giants are plus 290. Yet if you do the math, and I'll explain my theory after the fact, but basically Dallas are favored. Washington are under. Therefore, Dallas can be favored to win the division. Bring it. Coming at you all day. Every day. With more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't think of us as just sports talk. Think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use. You listen, you learn. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Late night anger management class continues. Sports Rage, Sunday Bloody Sunday. All right, we were talking about the Miami Dolphins. Big game for the Buffalo Bills still. Another game left this week. It's tricky because you got to lay seven points on the road um, in Foxborough against the New England Patriots. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Bob Bano, will step up and in a little bit uh, later on. Uh, but you're going to have Miami and Buffalo, and they're starting. They're saying they're going to start Tua here, but you know, whatever. They can start them and pull them as well, right? Uh, so I think they basically, I think moving forward, the Dolphins actually have something good here right now. It's actually, it's like only, almost only Flores could pull this off. Like there's not a lot of teams. There's not a lot of coaches. There's not just a lot of quarterbacks that could pull this off. And, you know, Fitzpatrick is a competitor. All right. The guy's been around a long time. He's one of these guys. He thinks he's Brett Favre. You know what I'm saying? Ryan Fitzpatrick thinks he's Brett Favre. He's not as good as he thinks he is, but we got to give him credit. You know, he's really stepped up and saved the Miami Dolphins' ass on more than one occasion here. And and you look at Tua. Don't forget, guys, Tua played in a dual-system quarterback, all right? And there wasn't any malicious or bad blood between Tua and Jalen Hurts. 
Jalen Hurts eventually moved on, but there wasn't any maliciousness. And I'm just stating they've got a nice thing going with the two quarterback stuff. It's difficult to deal with if you're if you're the other team. You know what I mean? You got a game plan for Tua, and then boom, they throw Fitzpatrick in, and then suddenly, you know, and it's interesting because you know they they brought it up during the broadcast even that the two actually throws the ball deeper uh, than Fitzpatrick does. But let's just be real: the passing attack is crisper when Fitzpatrick is on the field, right? But like I said, I would expect them all the way through. I would expect all the way through that if the Dolphins make the playoffs and even in the playoff game, they would both play. Like, I, I think that they're going to do this. You know what I mean? Because you want to grow Tua, but you're trying to win games. And you can kind of do both. And, like, you know, even from a matchup perspective, it's difficult for the other team. It's a pain in the ass. Right? Like, they know now. It's like, all right, we've got to waste time now. We've got a game plan for two different quarterbacks. And when Fitz comes in, remember, he wants to do this. And when, when two is in, they're going to do this. So it's a nice little mix uh, that they have going on right now. And as I stated earlier, great, um, absolutely great, uh, great, great, uh, great play by Fitzpatrick, man. Uh, you know, I, listen, I don't want to go back in the past too much, even though that, that game feels like it was a year ago already. But, like, the Raiders screwing around, guys. Like, there were two games on Saturday night, and they were identical situations, Okay. Liberty was playing Coastal Carolina in the whatever hell bowl it was called. The Cure Your Hangover Bowl. I think that's what it was. So, you know, what does the Cure Bowl stand for? I guess it's Cure Your Hangover at this time of the year. So you're in the Cure Your Hangover Bowl. And I don't know, man, how many of you people that were tuning in right now actually saw that bowl game. But it was insane. And it was going on at the same time as the Raider game was, all right? And... Coastal Carolina, like, just would not, like, quit, all right? They were down all night. <laughs> they were literally screwed, like, literally screwed. Liberty had the ball on, the like, the one-yard line, and Liberty started screwing around, man, like, with, like, two minutes left. Instead of they were so worried, because basically Coastal were going down the field in, like, a minute. And it was one of those deals where Hugh Freeze and Liberty – they were concerned that they were going to give the ball back to Coastal so if they scored the touchdown. So they decided, you know what, we're going to kill the clock and we'll kick the field goal, except it turned into a disaster. (laughs) It's hard to do in college. You're dealing with kids here, man. So, And the guys on Coastal was one of the coolest plays of the year, man. Coastal season's on the line. They end up losing the game anyways. But their season's on the line. And Liberty is screwing around, trying to kill the clock. And basically, the kid got too close. Like, he didn't want to score, except he got kind of close to the goal line, the kid on Liberty. And basically, man, like a bunch of dudes from behind on Coastal, like, just threw him in the end zone. (laughs) Like, Like, bam. Like, specifically, one dude just hammered him from the back trying like it was like he was trying to push the player into the end zone because they wanted to get the ball back except he pushed the player into the end zone but the kid fumbled the ball and coastal got it back it, it would have been like one of the greatest you know undefeated seasons ever if coastal could have pulled it off and then they held liberty to a field goal in overtime and then they got a field goal blocked <laughs> yeah their undefeated season went down with a blocked field goal in overtime like what a way to go down. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like you go down in another, you go down in a ball of like, you know, you go down in a blaze of glory, but that's tough to, that's tough to swallow, man. You're 11 and 0 and you lost, your season ended on a blocked field goal in overtime. Like your offense, all you needed was a touchdown to win. Like that's going to haunt these kids. Hell of a year, hell of a football game. But it was amazing because you could kind of understand it because Liberty's defense is terrible. It's college. And Coastal did score like two touchdowns in a span of four minutes just earlier than this, all right? So I could understand Liberty being worried, but they played with fire. The game ended up going to overtime, and they could have just punched it in. And you know what I mean? And yeah, Coastal could have, might have went down the field and tied it, but you screwed around. You ended up in overtime because you screwed around. Fast forward to the Raider game. It's going on at like basically the exact same time. And here are the Raiders – and I could not believe it when I saw Gruden do what he did. I couldn't believe it. There was way too much time left for that, right? There was too much time left for Gruden to start thinking about a field goal with like 213 or whatever the hell it was. And and then thinking to myself, it's like, really? If you're going to do this and you just sort of, all right, you don't want to score. And, you know, Jacobs was sliding and taking a knee and stuff like that. If you don't want to score and you try to kill the clock, and you bring it all the way down to 22 seconds like you did, why not just punch it in with 22 seconds? Like, what's the logic of not just scoring on third down? And they would have let you score. Like, I don't understand the logic. So what, it's a better idea to be up by one point than it is to be up by six, coach, with 27 seconds left? Like, what's the logic of not trying to score? I don't care that the Atlanta Falcons scored once and, ooh, somebody marched down the field on them. People march down the field on the Atlanta Falcons all the time. All right. Like, it doesn't matter whether they scored or not. (laughs) The Falcons always get scored on late in games. So whether they get scored, whether they scored before is irrelevant and how much time was left. All right. If the Atlanta Falcons scored with seven seconds left and had a lead, they would find a way to screw it up in the seven seconds. So it doesn't matter. You can't use them as an example. And then after the game, like Gruden, bro, you make $10 million a year. You're a Super Bowl winning coach. You're a smart dude. And then after he, he, you know, of course he's asked about it. And he goes, no, I don't regret it at all. He goes, it was the right decision. He goes, what are the chances that they're going to, you know, put together a couple of plays like that with 22 seconds left? Gruden goes, I've been in the league a long time. And the percentage that they would complete a couple of passes like that are low. It's like, oh, yeah, so just like the the percentage that was low that you would have hit rugs and beat the Jets on the last play of the game. And, like, dude, in today's NFL, in today's NFL, like, you get the ball at the 25-yard line after the kickoff, and you got to get to their 40 for a field goal. You're talking about 35 yards. And, you know, you get 35 yards here at their 40-yard line. They got it on their first play. Like Fitzpatrick went back, he got his head twisted like the exorcist, he threw it up in the air, and they caught it at the 40-yard line, and it was a 15-yard face mask, and then suddenly Miami had the ball on the 25-yard line. Good coaching, Gruden. <laughs> it took it took two plays, and uh, one play, essentially. <laughs> I think it was two plays. I think they completed a pass first, and then they hit the long one. But it might even be in the first one, but you know what I'm saying. It's like, good job, Gruden. You know what I mean? It's like when coaches punt from, like, the the opponent's, like, 40-yard line. It's like, yeah, we're going to punt from the 39 here. 
And like, yeah, yeah, good job. So they fair catch it at the nine yard line. And it basically like the first play, they just pass it right back to where you were. You know, it's like, yeah, that was, that was a great job. Great, great coaching decision. Great coaching decision. Like it just, it didn't make any sense. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I get it. You know, you don't want to score right away with two minutes left. I get it. But the thing is, if you're the Raiders, are you really good enough to be screwing around? You know what I mean? Like, if you're a home, if you're a batter in baseball, are you going to say, yeah, that was a home run pitch, but I'm not going to swing at it now because I don't want to hit a home run on the first pitch because I'm trying to work the pitch count up here? Like, I don't know. Football is the only sport where not very smart dudes outthink themselves all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, in hockey, they'll bury the empty net. Boom. End the game. Boom. Just end the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're, if you're so disconfident in your defense that they're going to give up a touchdown with 37 seconds left, bro, like, if you would have scored on third down instead of kicking the field goal on fourth down, instead of 20, 19 seconds or whatever it was, 20, I think it was 22 seconds, actually. So what? They would have had 42 seconds or something to get a touchdown as opposed to having 22 seconds and needing to complete two passes or you guys being the Raiders and stupid enough to take a face mask. It's amazing just how stupid like it was. And and these guys get paid big money. And then after they never admit they're wrong, they, they, they never admit they're wrong. They're worse than a, um, than a Twitter handicapper. You know, my record's 99 and one, um, 99 and one. And the one, the one loss uh, wasn't my fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why doesn't Gruden just say after? Yeah, you know what? I, you know, we should have punched it in. We should have just went for the touchdown. But now I, I, you know, I got caught up and I outthought myself. Why don't you say that? How hard is that? How hard is that? And, and every one of these coaches, they never admit it. Mike McCarthy, the guy goes for a fake punt on his 10 yard line on like a fourth and 23 or something. And then after the game, no, I don't regret the decision at all. What do you mean you don't regret the decision? <laughs> That's like stating, basically, that you put like a uh, an eight ball of meth in a red cup, put some bleach in it, and then poured some Ajax in it, shook it up and drank it, went to the hospital, got your stomach pumped, nearly died, and said, no, I don't regret the decision at all. <clears throat> do you regret... Um... <laughs> like, do you, do you regret your decision, sir? Uh, no, no, no. I don't. I don't regret uh, running in the middle of the road and stepping in front of a bus at all. I don't regret it at all. Uh, I just regret the execution of it. Like, like they all say the same thing. Like, I haven't heard one coach in the NFL after the game say, "You know what? Yeah, I screwed up." <laughs> like, like they all the players. Oh, yeah, well, we need our quarterback to be better. Our defense needs to make plays. Our kicker. We're gonna replace our kicker, right? Never once. These coaches just say after. I remember uh, Tomlin, same thing. Remember a couple of weeks ago, Tomlin, fourth and one. I think it was the Washington game. Yeah, it was the Washington game. Fourth and one. They they did some weird pass play that didn't work. And then after, no, I don't regret the play call. I just regret the execution. Yeah, but I, you know what? It makes me think of John McKay, former coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of the worst teams ever. When they said, coach, what do you think of the execution of your offense? He said, I'm all for it. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Bring it. Vent your rage. 
coming at you all day, every day, with more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to the source of live odds, line, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. But we just call it the winning edge. Keep it here. There's plenty to go around. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yeah, 2020, baby. You know it's 2020 when Andy Dalton throws for 377 yards and three touchdowns, two of them to Michael Gallup. I'd like to thank every single jerk-off player in the National Football League on my fantasy football league teams that have, like, lit it up like this weekend. Thank you. Thank you very much after I've already been eliminated. Great stuff. I swear to God, like, if I ever get the first overall pick in an NFL fantasy football draft again, like, I'm not even going to play. Like, I I think I'll just go on auto draft. I'm just going to go to a bar. I'm just going to go to a bar. Like, I got the first overall pick. I was in three leagues. I got the first overall pick in two of them. And I had no choice but to take McCaffrey. And, yeah, that worked out great. And my second pick uh, was, like, Kittle, I think. Yeah, that worked out great. Um, but, you know, I don't. it's not just, like, the, the, you get the first pick that, that sucks. I hate the first pick. I hate, 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 hate getting the first pick in a fantasy football draft. I don't like waiting, man, until 24 after. You get screwed. You get screwed. And your player, whatever, dude, you're better off getting a player like six or seven that gives you good value as opposed to, oh, yeah, you're getting Saquon Barkley. Yeah, how'd that work out for people? How'd that work out for people, getting Saquon Barkley? How'd Christian McCaffrey work out for people? I'm telling you, whoever, I'm telling you guys right now, man, whoever the top fantasy football players are next year, like the top three players, stay away from them, man. Stay away from them like if you were like an athlete and a Kardashian wanted to meet you. Like just like run. Like run. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, no, no, no. Like I, you know, I'm telling you right now, next year if I'm in a fantasy football draft, I get the first pick. I'm trading it. <laughs> I'll be open to trading my pick. I'll trade my pick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like go on the market, actually. I'm gonna put my pick up pick on the market. All right, so we got a lot of stuff to break down in level two, but Bannell's still going to step up and in in level three. Actually, had a baseball deal here tonight. Listen, we all knew after Blake Snell kept on getting pulled from baseball games that he wasn't going to be back uh, in Tampa. San Diego is stacking up, baby. San Diego's coming for you, Los Angeles. Bring it. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports Grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. <laughs> 